11.11. Is there something wrong? This is our usual time, right? 11.11. We're starting at 11.11. Why is everybody like acting like this is something's weird here? Really? I just... Oh, wait, it's dark outside. Oh, it's 11.11 p.m. No, we're doing a little differently tonight. We're going to have Mike Crawford on. This is going to be a good show. We're going to have Mike Crawford on. The reason why we're doing it late, I'll explain to you. It's been a very sad, tragic week for me and my family and for my sister-in-law. I just need to come on and talk about a few things and I think I need to uh, talk about cancer. start the show, right? Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. Don't worry. We're going to we're going to liven it up, but we do have to talk about cancer and it really affected our family this this month really badly. Really badly. I, I can't even express the, the grief that we all started first. I don't mean to be a downer, guys, boys and girls. I just, uh, I just got home from a long day of uh, watching somebody I love just suffer. A month ago, she was fine. A month ago, she was fine. Hoping for a better day tomorrow. So please pray for Lorraine. Please pray that Lorraine has a better day tomorrow. And let me get this show started. Let's roll with, who you wanna roll with, who you wanna roll with, let's 
11-11, it's our usual time, so break out your bongs and your rigs, let's do this late night thing, we're going to do a late night party, late night sesh, late night, I'm going to tell you my fucking problems for a change, yeah, you, know, you have to tell me your problem, well tonight I'm, I'm telling you my problems, and we're going to tell you about problems up in, well up in Netta, Terrasen, yeah. Actually, there's problems up there, and we're going to fix that because uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to fix problems over at Terrasen. Come on, join me for a hit. Grease monkey in the rig. Grease monkey in the rig. <sighs> We can talk about my sister if you want. I don't know if you have any experience with cancer, but um, we can definitely talk about it. It's meant to be talked about, and I do want to talk about Terrace. And I'm here because it's uh, therapeutic for me to, to do this right now because I, I I don't want to be alone right now. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. I want to call Mike, and, t- and we'll talk about everything with Mike. 
Mike's great. He has a show called The Young Jerks. <laughs> and I do listen. He's one of the few shows I do listen to, the other podcast. Besides Joe Rogan and Mike Crawford, there's really not much I, I like to listen to. hope the phones work. Let's see if I can impress Mike with my great phones, my phone system here. Watch this. Watch me fail on the first try here. It may work on the second try, Mike. It may take two tries to get this to work. We'll see. Hold on. Watch this. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so embarrassed already. Oh, it's working. The phones are working. Oh, this is great. My phones are working. And. Hello. Mike Crawford. My God. Oh, my God. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Awesome. Let me put your picture up there. There you go. Look at that professional mic you got. See, you got a better mic system than I do. A little professional. I'm like a hack calling you up. I'm embarrassed. I'm looking. My phones are working. I'm embarrassed. I'm watching. I was watching you. I had to turn it off and said, "Oh shit, he's calling me." <laughs> he's calling me on the phone. I'm watching him call me on. Wait a minute. No way. No, it could work. <laughs> I was watching you. How's your sister? Uh, well, okay. Here's the deal. She was fine a month ago. Literally fine. And she started getting sick. She was sick for like a week, and she wasn't eating, wasn't drinking, wasn't feeling well, and she started getting jaundice, and we were like, Lorraine, you got to go into the hospital. So we brought her, and uh, all the tests showed that she has uh, cancer. Uh, breast cancer spread through her, her entire body. Oh. And um, this was 17 days. She was in there May 10th. 17 days, we, we couldn't see her. We barely talked to her. And it was just—it was really rough for for everybody in the family. It's, it's still rough. Um, she just came home for hospice this morning at eight o'clock. They brought wow. a bed. They, yeah, they brought a bed home, and they brought some machines. And some um, I have hope. I, I still have hope because we're going to give her some cannabis now. And, um, you know, she had chemo on Monday or Sunday or Monday. And the chemo really, did, she did not rea react to it well. She hasn't woken up since the chemo. She's just unresponsive. I'm hoping that the chemo gets out of her system by tomorrow and she has a better day and we can speak to her and, and, and maybe get her strength back again and get her to eat and drink and water and and be at home. And, and she's home. She's around her family, which is great. That's so important because we couldn't see her. Nobody could see her for 17 days. She was in the hospital. We couldn't visit her, which is brutal. Wow. And, yeah, and so um, today was tough because, you know, it, it, it was a celebration because she's home. Yes, it was great. But then, you know, watching her son uh, – hold her hand while she's just laying there unresponsive and he's telling his mom he loves her I, you know I'm, I'm trying to be strong for this but I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it myself man I'm, 
this is my family too. And I'm like, it's, it's fucking me up. I'm so sorry, Rafi. Cancer sucks, man. And and the thing about it was she didn't get checked for a long time. She didn't get mammograms for a while, years. So it's so important to get these tests. Very important. Yeah. It's so important. It's just Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I had a test with uh, the cancer way back. Saved me. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I, I had a test. I noticed something way back. In my oh. And, and you know, of course, being a young 20-year-old man, they thought it was something else. And then they tested, and they looked... What kind of cancer was it? Do you know? Yeah, bladder cancer. Bladder? Yep. I had a piece of my bladder taken out. It was, you know, basically they, you know, I saw some blood in my urine. So, you know, as a young man, they think it's, you know, venereal disease. So they give you all the tests for that. And then when that wasn't there, they did a cystoscopy, which they look up inside and the bladder. And then they saw a tumor. So they cut it out. And so, like, in my life, that was like, thank God I went to the doctor because I hate going to the doctors. <laughs> right. So, it, it, you know, I agree. People need to go, unfortunately. <laughs> so when, I get it. How, how did it get diagnosed again? What happened? Uh, it's called a cystoscopy. They think back then it was a steel rod. <laughs> they basically numb you up uh, and go right up, uh, right inside your, you know what, your, your peanut and go right into your bladder with a camera, a microscopic, you know, one Ow. of those camera scopes. Ow. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt because they numb you up until it goes into your bladder. And then I'm like, ah, oh, and then, like, I got to run home as soon as I can and kick, oh. smoke cannabis, take a cold shower because it just hurts. It just, but now they have these ones that are, uh, like, you know, like wire, you know what I mean? It's not as, not as painful, but it's still pretty painful. <laughs> And you have to do checkups after, you know. I did my checkups for a while. Why did you go in the oh, first yeah. place? Like, you have, you have, what kind of symptoms were you having? I, I had blood in my urine. Blood in your urine? Yeah, which I never had. I know some people always say they drink a lot and they have blood in their urine. I never had it. When I saw the blood, I freaked out, you know. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, any little thing like that, you have to get it checked. And I just don't, I don't think... I don't think she got yep. checked at all, ever. She's old yep. school. Like, uh, my old school relatives, my 90-year-old relatives, they never went to the doctors. I know. That's how they are. That's how a lot of people yeah. are. Just stayed away. I kind of am that way, too, but I kind of do go now because <laughs> since then. Yeah, for that kind of stuff. Oh, man. But, yeah, it, it was tough. Just uh, She's having liver failure, kidney failure. But she is going to get some cannabis tonight, some Good. some CBD and THC in her belly button. And Very nice. I, I'm hoping that that starts the healing process at some point. And, um, you know, that, that chemo fucked her up, man. It, it just, we were talking to her Sunday. She was actually responsive, talking to us on the phone, having conversations. And now she's just unresponsive, 
just laying there and um, we're just trying to get her up. She, she, she f will squeeze your hand so she hears us. She definitely hears us. And uh, her eyes opened up a couple times today. We had a, um, a father, um, um, I forget his name, a father came today to, to pray for her. Very nice. And she, she responded to that. But it's tough because we don't know if she's responding to us or if she's in pain when she makes the noises. We don't know if she's in pain. Sure. So, you know, we gave her what we're supposed to give her. We don't want to give her any more. Yep. So we're just giving her what we're supposed to, and then hopefully the CBD oil in her belly button will make some some difference. I hope so. Uh, I'm sure you'll have a better day tomorrow. I'm hoping and praying for a better day tomorrow. That's what I'm praying for. One better day. Just one. We'll start with one. Just one better day. But Mike, I'm glad that you uh, recovered so so well from yours. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Oh man. Um, there, there is a reason I did call you today. <laughs> I want to know about what the hell's going on up there with, um, with, uh, Netta or is it, or, yeah. is it, or is it Terrasend or is it both? Yeah. It's both. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, parallel, um, what's the other name? Say that again. Terrasend. Uh, not, uh, that's the name of it. That's what they're in Jersey. Uh, they're, they're called Terrasend here in Jersey. Yeah, there's another name for it though too. Oh, okay. I just, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. That's I, so funny. I just but heard... it's all it's like it's just a big company. Yeah, yeah. Look up Parallel. That's what they call themselves now, Parallel. Parallel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But they they had another name like they uh, and they were mentioned in that you know that viral Netflix episode. Uh huh. Did you see that? Have no. you seen that episode? No, I haven't. Oh, you gotta check it out. It's all about big cannabis. And uh it basically talks about Florida, talks about Massachusetts, it talks about big cannabis and what they're doing and how they keep people out of the market. And at New England Treatment Access, we've been covering big cannabis for a couple of years and we had a story two years ago about from the workers at New England Treatment Access, owned by one of the richest families in America, you know and treating their employees badly and having mold, specifically mold in the place, and it got employees sick. And nobody knew, did anything about it. And two years later, and this is basically two years ago when we did this, we had over, over half a dozen employees that spoke to us about mold. Three of them went on the record with their names. This time we've had a new batch of employees say the same thing. And we've had at least five of them go on the record recently. Plus, Anne, again, she was from the old, you know, she re... So, basically, we've had six, like, recently in the last month about the same issue. And also a lot of other worker issues that New England Treatment Access. And the difference this time is that there's union organizing going on there. And it's uh, United uh, Food Commercial Workers who are really strong, they, they're, they're coming to Massachusetts to organize the worst players. Big cannabis should be afraid because this, you know, movement, they've already organized one dispensary in Massachusetts, the first one, Sierra. Uh, they've had progress at Cure Relief, and now we know there's going to be a union uh, contest election uh, at New England Treatment Access. And New England Treatment Access, at the same time, 
has fired a bunch of their employees uh, who were organizing uh, at the Brookline location where the union vote is going to be scheduled very soon. So there's a lot happening, uh, and we're becoming the show, The Young Jerks, is definitely becoming a place where we cover what big cannabis is doing and we expose them. And there's a lot more information um, to come about mold specifically uh, and other dispensaries as well in Massachusetts. And lawsuits and just all kinds of information we're getting right now. Uh, so that's kind of you know what's going on with us. And I've also uh, decided to apply to the open uh, board seat Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission uh, to be a commissioner. So I have an application in right now before the state uh, to the Attorney General, uh, Mass Governor Charlie Baker, and the Treasurer, uh, Deborah Goldberg. And um, that seat is open, and I've applied for it as well. And a big part of my platform is worker rights, uh, worker safety specifically, uh, as well as consumer safety, um, expanding veteran access, both uh, as patients and in the industry and also uh, expanding uh, equity for people who have been most harmed by the war on drugs. And uh, the final thing is really to expand medical access in Massachusetts. What do you think the employees could do differently or better to remediate that, that problem? And do they know how these problems started, and can, can these problems be fixed in the future? Yeah, I think when, you know, they obviously could do a lot more. I mean, I think the big thing at NETA is there's an attitude in a lot of these big cannabis places of not caring and just covering it up and covering it up with paper, covering it up with money, covering it up with gaslighting and bullying, but not to actually address the problem. Right. And when you have these issues, you know, the answer, obviously, is to stop growing and clean out your place from head to toe and figure out what the issue is. You know, there's answers to these issues, but they're not doing that. They just, you know, like, we, you know, when we uh, interviewed four of the employees recently on our show, one of the employees worked in the trim room, and he noted that every table and every chair they had to sit on was broken. So you're sitting in a chair for eight hours, 10 hours, and your chair is broken. And this is the, this is the most uh, revenue, you know, generating dispensary group in Massachusetts. So, you know, there's an issue there and they have all the money for lobbyists. They have all the money for PR firms to get back to us when we write a, write a story about them but they don't have chairs for the employees. It's just top-to-bottom issues over there. Do you think the unions would be able to, to uh, fix these problems? or, or what do you yes. think? Yeah I, yeah, I do too. The UFCW is really good, and I, I think that they would solve this. Are they pro-union, yeah. or, or is, this, is NETA against the union? NETA is, I would say, uh, you know, I, I'm confident to say they have a campaign to union pass. I mean, it's gone so far where there's an election uh, for the union that's upcoming. It's been announced. And now the union and NETA are fighting about whether it's a in-person election in the parking lot or it's, you know, under tents in the parking lot or it's a mail-in 
you know it's just it's just like donald trump you know it's just they want a low low turnout you know so they're fighting it all the way netta is not you know they're not cool with the union they fired a bunch of people uh, reportedly 50 people that's the number i'm hearing so you know they're definitely not uh embracing the union at all what were those 50 people fired for? Was that because of the, uh, the COVID or because they're... they're, well, they're see, per- they, that's the thing. They laid off a bunch of people in the COVID-19 uh-huh. because recreational got shut down. And then it got reopened just this week. And a couple weeks ago, they basically laid everyone off. And they said, you know, we'll bring some of you back. They furloughed a bunch of people. But then apparently they fired a bunch of people too at the same time. And... Basically, what we got, we got an email forwarded to us from uh, the, the, you know, an internal email from Netta to the employees who have been furloughed at different locations. And the location that's having the union election is the Brookline location. And Brookline is the main retail dispensary. That's the money maker. That's closest to Boston, affluent community. They had a monopoly in Boston, basically. You know, they're the closest dispensary to Boston. So, you know, basically that's the one, the front end location, and they had fired so many people, and now that they're reopening, uh, there's a shortage of, you know, the retail workers there, the front end workers. So they basically sent an email to the other locations, like uh, that are, you know, manufacturing and growing, and said, you know, we know that some of you have hospitality, you know, front end experience, and we need, you know, it's a hot. When we have the document, it's a hot, you know, opportunity. Come work in Brookline instead. Come back, you know. So now they need people because they fired people trying to union bus. Oh boy! I, so uh, that's what's going on at Meta. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I'm actually on the uh, patient advisory board for TerraSend, which used to be part of Netta. Um, yeah, I think it's it's the same company. Say that again, because I didn't catch what you're saying, and that's the company. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the patient advisory board for uh, TerraSend. Yeah, that's the same company. Yeah, they used to be called Netta. Yeah, and now they're TerraSend. I think, I think they well, the, the one I'm hearing is Parallel. You know, who I, knows? They change their names in every state. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard Parallel, but. Um, you know, these are things that are going to come up in the, the the advisory board meetings, and things that need to be fixed proactively when we open a dispensary or when when people start getting these dispensary licenses come November. Uh, we need to have some standards. We need to have some uh, you know some procedures in place for for everybody that we don't have mold problems for patients. Yeah. you know, and, one of the issues too of mold that we have a proposal. And basically, in, in like Massachusetts, the testing allows the dispensary to choose which bud gets tested. And so they can also, you know, decide, you know, shop around. They can, you know, to testing firms. The testing firms want to keep their business, so they don't want to give them a bad result either. And it's also like, you know, they can even clean, you know, the bud. Who knows what they're doing to it before it gets tested. But if they even fail a test, they can just, you know, pick another piece of the bud or the crop and retest. So in Massachusetts, what we're proposing, and this was part of my application that I sent in, I sent a 49-page application. It's like a public document for, you know, because we're having a campaign now in Massachusetts going forward 
for the Mass Cannabis Control Commissioner. I'm the first one. Just because of the specific seat, I didn't even want it. You know, we had other people in mind, but they didn't qualify because this seat had specific requirements that we didn't realize. But going forward, we're going to always have someone, like, on our side that we're trying to get on this, you know, Cannabis Control Commission. And one of the questions was about the testing, is we want to make the testing firms wear body cameras, and they go into these places, and they pick the bud. And so that there's no shenanigans going on because we feel like the testing is the way that they kind of get around this whole thing. I like that idea. Body cams for testing. Yeah. Yes. Because they wanted to, they, you know, in Massachusetts, we have delivery only for like the social equity. And, and basically they're like the, the smaller guys. And they basically, the thing we didn't like is they made them have body cams, for the delivery. And they can actually do an exemption, it looks like, and maybe get out of that. But we're saying, well, why don't we do the same thing for these big boys now? If they want to do it to the small guys, let's do it for their testing. You know, do, and this is health and safety, you know? At your dispensaries, do they have cameras that go directly to your state police to monitor everything that goes on? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Do you have that in Jersey? You have that jersey? Oh, the dispensaries have to pay for a system. Oh, my God. Cameras that go Jersey to... Jersey is a police state. Wow. <laughs> you don't have you know, that? Thank God, thank God Massachusetts didn't think of that first. Oh, Christ. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking like the pharmacies have them too, but no, nobody else has them, but New Jersey cannabis dispensaries are the only people where the state police watch Someone every move. Someone's going to pay off to set up that system. <laughs> Whoever the vendor is on that system to the state police is making a killing. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Who was that vendor? Follow the vendor. Wow. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So, yeah, being on the advisory board, uh, I need to I need to know about all this stuff. And so, if there's listen, if there's COVID, if there's, here's a question I have, and nobody can answer this freaking question. If you sneeze with if you have COVID and you sneeze on some plants, do you have to destroy those plants or do you have to wait a week till the COVID's off it? Do you treat the plants with anything? What do we do? No, I think I think waiting a week is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Especially with bright lights and all that. A week is totally fine. Don't destroy the plants. No. No. But if there's mold on them, you might. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that would probably be a good idea. A moldy sneeze. Yeah. But, uh. you know, with COVID-19, uh, you know, a lot of employees are still concerned about working right now, I'll tell you that, and just dispensaries. And if, you know, if people are even allowed inside, they should definitely be wearing masks if they're purchasing to protect those employees. Yeah, I talked to Nick from Terrasend. He's the head grower, and uh, I was like, "What do you have to wear a, a, a friggin' uh, hazmat suit in there?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh, really?" I was kidding. He's like, "Yeah, I wear a full suit with a face mask. I'm totally covered, every inch of my body." And I'm like, "Wow, I didn't know you had to go through all that now." But this is something even before COVID that they did, apparently. So I was like, "Okay." So I feel a lot better knowing that. My cannabis is being grown by someone in a, in a hazmat suit because, you know, I don't want anything on my plants. Nothing. I don't want your well, that, hairs. Yeah. I don't want yeah. none of your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. And the thing is, you know, 
cannabis is is something that I don't think people realize, especially when you're doing industrial grows indoors, that it's dangerous to the employees. You know, especially if there's toxics growing, you know, whether it's mold or a bunch of other stuff, you know, people can get poisoned by this. So it's, it's something that I think that's why unions are going in. That's why the employees want the unions, especially the worst operators, the ones that don't care. So, so that's important. why unions are important in this, in this industry, especially with the, you know, cause we, you know, with our stories, we talked to OSHA too, the federal government. Yes. And they don't want to get involved because they say federal cannabis is illegal, so we can't get involved. So that's another reason why unions are kind of the answer right now in cannabis. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. you telling me that OSHA doesn't care about your safety because of of the federal law? Yeah, pretty much. Not so many words. They opened the complaint and they closed it. Uh, right around the time I put up my story, and I did have talks with them. I thought they were going to actually do something. They seemed like it when I called. But in the end, they did nothing. Maybe they don't care. Yeah. They should want to help. Yeah. That's yeah. your job. You have one job. <laughs> I think they're going to change it soon, soon. Well, um, yeah. there's, there's a U.S. Congress uh, campaign right now in Massachusetts between Ed Markey and Joe Kennedy, two left-wing liberals supposedly. Uh-huh. One of them has more of a record of it than the other, but you know, one's the rising star, and one's been there for a long time, and and it's going to be a close race in the primary, and I'm going to make that an issue, like when these guys come over. Like I've already started to talk to them about it. Like they need to get OSHA involved. They're both in federal office right now. Let's see which one does it. Yeah, when I worked at Bell Labs, we had OSHA standards and requirements and protocols, and, you know, you couldn't mess around. Yeah. And our union was behind it. Our union was very, you know, pro-OSHA because it was very helpful. We training. We got training. We had uh, – it was wonderful. Our union was great. I was in a CWA. Um, yeah. So UFCW will give you training. They'll, they'll actually uh, train you to be in the industry. I mean, what more do you want? It's great. They'll pay you I'm to train you. Yeah. I am very impressed by this union, too. I'll say that. UFCW. Yeah. I think that they're a force. They are, like, no holds barred, smart. They know technology. They know people. They are, like, I couldn't believe all the stuff they know about, like, Massachusetts, like, talking to some of their national people that aren't even from around here. I was like, how the hell did you know that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I know these people for 20 years, and that, it took me that long to figure it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so these guys are like, <laughs> yeah, they're in there. They're, they're on like they're like like CIA level. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want to mess with them. It's great. <laughs> I love being friends with them because you know it's like you know I I got the union right here. You want to mess with me? Well, you you mess yeah. with the union. And, and they're for the right. Like I like they they're always like on point. Like you know what I mean? There's like a guy. The right there's a guy here named Hugh Giordano. He's a union yeah, rep. Yeah, I know Hugh. He's Hugh amazing. Is just amazing. <laughs> he's like the mayor of New Jersey. He just he knows everybody. He's 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 helpful. He's always out to help other people, and he's just a great guy. I, I love Hugh yeah. to death. And um, me too. Yeah. So I'm sure he's been up in Massachusetts. He's been all over the country, and uh, doing the union stuff. He's a very busy man. I never get to talk to him anymore. <laughs> I know those guys are. You, you, you know, you don't get much of their time, but 
when you do, it's they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, the unions involved in New Jersey dispensaries. Right now, the UFCW is at GSD, Garden State Dispensary. We'd like them to get into more dispensaries here. Very good. Especially uh, Terrasend. I'd like to get them into Terrasend. And I believe Terrasend is open to the unions, from what I understand. Very good. Yeah. Well, that's what we got to get Netta. Netta, Netta is next. Yeah, I think that is going to happen no matter what. I just don't see how they stop it at this point. Yeah. It's just, you know. It's about we'll workers, see. the working class. It's about, you know, a basic wage. It's about good wages, insurance, training. Good insurance, yeah. Like the health insurance, they downgraded that as health insurance, you know. Yeah. They've cut their, they've cut everything. The employees are getting crap over at NEDA, so, Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard about the vote here in New Jersey uh, for voting uh, for cannabis uh, legalization? No, I didn't know that was happening. We're actually there's actually a constitutional amendment that we're allowed to vote on this November to vote for legal cannabis in New Jersey. That's amazing. Yeah, I bet you guys vote yes on it. A, a lot of us are going to vote yes. There's a few that aren't, and um, they have good reasons why. I understand the reasons why. Um, they they're thinking that the this legalization is only going to help rich white people and the uh, corporate cannabis people and and all that. And, yes, it will probably help them, but it's also going to help the working class people. When, when we get our licenses to, to, to grow our, our own weed, um, there's going to be a lot of licenses out there once once it's legal. A lot of licenses. And, and I want one. I'm a working class. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a poor guy. I'm not rich. I want a license. If I have to go in with somebody, I'll go in with somebody. I want to afford a cannabis license, so I'm voting for the, it's a constitutional right, which is amazing. It's a constitutional right to grow, cultivate, manufacture, transport, uh, sell cannabis, uh, possess cannabis. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm very happy about this bill. A lot of people are supporting it, and, uh, and I totally support it. I'm totally down. Uh, there's going to be issues where we're going to have to fight for these licenses to be uh, affordable to working class. I'm sure they're going to probably jack the price of these licenses up and we have to fight to keep them low and the unions ufcw is helping us fight that fight which is amazing they, sure. there you go i forgot to mention ufcw is helping this with with the vote this year so very good yeah i'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the details because that's the key in massachusetts we we started off behind big cannabis but lately the people and the uh, smaller guys are starting to win and and it's like even this weekend, I'm about to celebrate some openings, so it's it's really exciting to see everyone get to open eventually, hopefully. <laughs> nice, nice. How's it going up there with the, with with everything? Um, are you wearing a mask or what are you doing? I'm wearing a mask when I'm outside near people, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're uh, we have a lot of cases here, you know, so. Yeah, I had to wear a mask today because my uh, my my father-in-law just had surgery on his lung, so I had to have a we all had to have mask on around the rain, and uh, you know, very and, and my other uh, family member uh, had COVID a couple of months ago, so she has the antibodies, but she so everybody had masks on today. Definitely I'm trying to be safe. I'm trying to do the right thing around sick people. Uh, most of my friends here are sick. I, I know a lot of people that are sick, so. I am. Me too. I have to balance my freedom with with safety. That's right. You know, it's a balance. It's not just one or the other. It's 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 both. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
I'm very lucky I have a deck I can just sit on and be isolated. Nice. <laughs> That's where I am most of the time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, and thanks for putting me on your poll there for the uh, for the vote. I, uh, oh, man, you have to be on that. Yeah, I hope I climb up the ranks. I'm, I'm slowly climbing. I'm, I'm in, like, 20th I place. <laughs> I got to say, I love you. Like, you are amazing. I saw what you've done in the towns and cities of New Jersey, like, going around and educating. Oh, the police yeah. and, uh, and everybody in the town about medical cannabis, the law, and uh, risking your you you you're risking yourself, but you get it done. It's amazing. Well, you know, a lot of us can't get out there to fight. Uh, a lot of people are are just laying in bed and they're, or they're suffering, and and uh, I'm suffering too. I have a heart, dude. I'm in pain, and there's going to be a day that comes where I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. But until I, that day comes, I'm going to keep fighting. Um, I saw what Cheryl Miller did, and she inspired me many years ago. Yeah, to, to do this. You know Cheryl Miller, right? You remember? Yeah, that story? Cheryl and Jim. Amazing. Yeah, Jim Miller. Uh, He's it, awesome too. I, both I, of them. I, I met yeah. Cheryl, and it was life changing to meet her because I was a pothead when I met Cheryl. I just wanted to legalize it for smoking weed because I want to get stoned. And then I met Cheryl, and I, I was blown away that cannabis actually helps multiple sclerosis. I'm like, really? Why? Why? Yeah. Is, I didn't know. Right. I, I was ignorant. I know. Crazy. And who knew? Who knew about this endocannabinoid system that we have throughout our body that attaches to all the proteins around our body, which is why it helps so many things in our body because it's all over our body. It's like, wow, I was ignorant. But, you know, I always kind of knew. I I always felt like I was doing something good for my body when I smoked weed. I never felt, felt like I was hurting myself, you know? Yeah. It's not weird. Yeah. I felt the same way too, but I didn't really know. I never got colds, never got sick, and most ca- most potheads don't get sick. They don't get colds. They have a healthy endocannabinoid system. It's an amazing, it's amazing medicine for those who who it works for. It works for me. I have, I have the biggest issue I have is back pain. Ugh. And I find it like keeps me off every pill. Like I used to be on all those pills, and. Um, you know, I used to also even Tylenol and, you know, all the OTC pills, which are really bad if you take them a lot for a long time. <laughs> so I just use cannabis. Yeah, I was on uh, Roxycodone, Oxycontin for 10 years. Ooh. They had me on Roxycodone, 90 milligrams every three hours was my prescription. Oh, God. That was my prescription. Yeah, I only- <laughs> I, you know, I only did two prescriptions of. Uh, it was back then. I think uh, codeine or Tylenol. Yeah. I, it just made me sick to my stomach, so I started drinking. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then I realized, wait, wait, wait. This, this, it's the weed that does it. <laughs> and that's why I just, you know, because you know, at that point, I was taking a shitload of, you know, the OTC pills. Yeah. They make uh, my stomach. I couldn't deal with pills. I can't deal with pills make my stomach sick. It's so, yeah, it's bad for your liver. Yeah, it is. And my father's had the bad back pain. He needed a liver. He got a liver transplant. So, you know, I look at that and just be like, wow, cannabis. I, I enjoy my medicine. <laughs> and it doesn't make me sick. It's not going to kill my liver. So there you go. There, you know? I go for acupuncture. I've been using it for eight, at least eighteen years now, maybe almost twenty. Yeah, oh, nice. over, no, actually, yeah, twenty years. Wow, I'm getting old. You try some other things like acupuncture. I love acupuncture and cupping. Yeah. 
It's I haven't done that. I've done back massage. I've done chiropractic. I've done physical therapy. I just get squeezy about the needles. But I like massage, honestly. Yeah, massage is great. Um, a lot of stretching. I do a lot of stretching. That's yo- the big thing. For yoga. Me. Tr- water and walking. I, I'd walk dogs now, so oh, nice. that's good for me, too. No more commuting. No more sitting in an office for like eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to do traction, too. I used to love traction. Oh, I do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, well, thank you, Mike, so much for being on our podcast. Uh, I want to be on your thank podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an uh, honor, and uh, I truly mean that. Thank really you. Do. You're like the man in New Jersey, and I love what you do, Lefty Grimes. I love you, too, Mike Crawford. Where can we find your podcast? Uh, anywhere. Just uh, look it up on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Pretty much anywhere you can, Spotify, it's uh, The Young Jerks, or on Twitter, we're at The Young Jerks, J-U-R-K-S, and you can watch our live show on Facebook, and that's also The Young Jerks, J-U-R-K-S is how we spell jerks. That's a great name. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Mike Crawford of The Young Jerks. See you, buddy. (laughs) Bye. Oh, man. Good stuff, man. Wow. It's a great show. All right. I'm, I feel better just talking, having a little. I do. I feel better now. I, I, uh, all right. Check this out. I got something for you. You might like this. Well, it's 40 below, I don't give a fuck, got a doobie in my truck, get him off to the ATC. It's past to the left, take from the right, come on, you fucking dummy, don't pass to the right, get out of the circuit, you fuck the rotation again. You piss me off, you fucking jerk, you get on my nerves. Well, here comes Johnny with a bong in his hand, he's the one that man is off to the ATC. It's pass to the left, take from the right. Get my only fucking dummy, don't pass to the right. Get out of the circle, you knock the head off again. You piss me off, you fucking jerk. You get on my nerves. Got my doobie all lit and I'm off to the ATC It's past to the left, take from the right Come on, you fucking dummy, don't pass to the right Get out of the circuit, you rip the joint in half Piss me off, fucking jerk Get on my nerves Well, here comes Billy with a blunt in his mouth He's down from the south, he's down for the ATC it's past to the left, take from the right. Come on, you fucking dummy, don't pass to the right. Get out of the circuit, you fuck the rotation again. Piss me off, fucking jerk. Get on my nerves.